Hello and welcome to the Max Revenue Show. I'm your host, Max Revenue. And this episode is kind of split in half. So the first half of the episode, we talk about the killing of Max Revenue. In case you missed it, uh, on Friday, Max Revenue was officially canceled and the account was deleted by LinkedIn and I don't know, whatever, <laughs> whoever's in charge of quote unquote member safety. So we give you that story, tell you what happened and tell you what's coming next. Don't worry, we will be back on LinkedIn. We have a plan for that, uh, more on that in the future. But in the second half of the episode is actually where we provide you some value and I think you'll actually really like it. If you follow us on LinkedIn, you've seen that we have grown pretty quickly, pretty fast. Um, so we kind of just give you our framework for that. Pretty simple, uh, nothing complicated. You can take what we tell you and apply it to your LinkedIn and you should start growing. Nothing's going to happen super quick, especially if you're just talking about boring old insurance every day. But we give you some principles and some things to do, and uh, we'll get you growing on LinkedIn. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Should, should I catch you up on the killing of max revenue, and then we'll get into the what we wanted to cover for today? Yeah. Let's okay, so we're, we're we've been recording, so I don't know where I'll start the edit or whatever. But anyways, the whole conversation's recorded. I'll figure it out. So uh, I know you've been abreast on the situation, but for those who have not, here's basically what happened on Thursday. I was sent an email that said your account has been suspended. And I thought, hmm, that's weird. And literally five seconds later, you called me and said that I guess you had gotten a couple messages from people saying, uh, where's Max Revenue? I can't find his account anywhere or something like that. And um, anyways, so I was like, huh, this is weird. So I went and read their thing and it's from their quote unquote member safety team. The thought please. Yeah, if that's not an Orwellian word salad, I don't know what is. Um, but anyway, so I'm like, okay, well, it's because I said, and I'm, you know, whatever, I'm not going to be dumb enough to, I don't know, I don't know what Apple will won't do, but I basically said uh, a politically incorrect word. Um, and I'm sure that's what flagged me. And, you know, I tend to be, I, I can be a little abrasive. Um, and then obviously my preferred pronouns are AOR, BOR, and I'm sure that's not, you know, everybody's not a big, sure there's a few people who aren't big fan of that. Anyways, so I'm like, okay, well, man, I'm just going to get, you know, put on the blacklist for a couple of days. Once I've done my time, they're going to let me out, you know, lesson learned, be a good boy. Well, dude, I wake up the next morning and I've got it, you know, it's in my inbox. It's like, your account has been, uh, permanently terminated and i was like what really like i just no i i there was like nobody to call there was nobody to talk to there was no reason it's just hey you're gone and i was like oh wow all right well this just got real and you know 95 percent of the audience who listens to us comes through linkedin not that we had some massive audience. We'd only been doing it for six months, but, you know, a few thousand. And then we've got, you know, 1,000, 1,500 on the email list. You know, we're, we're in early 
in the early stages, but I mean, we, we, I would say we have a pretty quick growing audience. And so, you know, 95% of it just got chopped off and like, Oh crap. So, you know, I kind of have two choices. I can just fold, fold in, fold up, curl up in a little ball and suck my thumb and sulk and go home and learn my, learn my lesson from the tech elites and you know that'll teach me to behave next time or i can kind of double down and say you know what screw them and so i'm sure you can guess which i chose and yeah so built out this for anybody who's a subscriber to our newsletter there's now a feature in there if you have not seen it go check your email you will not see it on the main site it has to be in your inbox because basically what we've done is every subscriber has their own unique referral link. And so if LinkedIn's not gonna let us play ball for the time being, then we'll just spread this thing the old fashioned way, sharing it via email. Cause they can cancel your social media account, but they can't cancel an email list, at least not yet anyways. So um, yeah, you have a unique referral link in every email, you take that, send it to somebody who you think would appreciate what we put out please do not send it to you know somebody that it's not gonna sit well with because a you're gonna get reported to your boss and also then i don't want to have to deal with any bullshit or backlash from somebody who's uh takes himself too seriously or is just you know one of those types i won't i won't label them but you know who i'm talking about so anyways, um, yeah, pass it around. Once you get to 10 referrals, uh, then I'll send you something for free. Got a, There's like a coffee mug. We've got a tea. We can do a strategy call. We have a number of things. It'll be a, a cornucopia of merch or whatever. Um, so is it the greatest stuff ever? No, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's cheap merch. Come on, it's coming from China. But you know, hey, we got no, we got we're pre revenue. Yeah, it's <laughs> I, and that's the thing is like, I'm not, we haven't asked you for anything. We have nothing to sell you at this point. We're literally doing this just because we like making content. Uh, I specifically went through the ringer, um, and I just, you know, Micah helped me, and we want to help anybody who needs help. Um, Will we sell a product one day? I'm sure, but it's not right now. So if you want to say thank you or to give back to us in some way, just share the email with somebody. That's that's all we can really ask at this point. And I mean, shoot, we're going to sling you some free stuff. Just imagine you're sitting at your next sales meeting and you have this glorious 15 ounce extra large mug. And on the front is Max Revenue's face. And on the back, in big, bold letters, it says, never take advice from someone who inherited their book from daddy. Read this newsletter instead. And you can take that mug and you can just, you know, kind of ever so slightly move it around, show it, you know, you're not blatantly showing it to everyone, but, you know, just twist it, let, you know, a couple people see it. And uh, I'm, I think that will, you know, create some interesting conversations. So anyways, enough of that. Anything you want to add or ask about what happened? No, you and I have talked, obviously. So, you know, I got the rundown and 
um, over the weekend. Um, you know, I tried tried reining you in a couple times, but you know, it's like wrangling you know loose cats. <laughs> Just not always possible. That's all right. Um, and you are, know, you, are you saying that you tried to wrangle me in? You, you're talking about from like the before I got canceled. Yeah, not really. I mean, I always told you got to be careful here and there. But no, you. I mean, yeah, you're the yeah. Uh, you know, you're gonna be you, and that's cool. You know, that's that's awesome. Um, Is it though? <laughs> <laughs> depends. Probably depends who you ask. It's a yeah. It's good and bad. You know, it's just a spectrum. Sometimes it plays to my advantage. Sometimes it snipes me in the head. But hey, it is hey. what it is. We shall continue on, and it will just add to the lore of Max Revenant. True story, though, they did ask me to send them a copy of my passport or my driver's license. I'd Can like you just that. make a fake make a fake driver's license that says Max Revenant? Well, I took my pen and I drew a stick figure. <laughs> <laughs> with the middle finger uh, and, it's, and it said Max um, yeah it's wild I can't believe they actually did that but I mean I, honestly they, they don't like they don't like anonymous accounts I, I think that's is. and then I the word that I used it. is what flagged it and then so they shut it down so basically and, my plan is this yeah. hold on let me, let me stop real quick we are going to come back to LinkedIn we're going to do it right and when I say we, I mean me. Micah plays by the rules. He has no problems. I'm just talking about me. I do have my personal account, but I'm still not, you know, unmasked yet. Not that it really matters. I'm frankly a nobody, but um, Max Revenue will come back. Under my personal account, I'll just launch a quote-unquote media company, and we'll have a company page, right? And then it'll be our logo, and it'll say the Max Revenue Group. And and Max Revenue will just speak through that page, and then you'll get to see uh, who this idiot is behind uh, the writing. Um, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. We we will be back. I just got to build it out. Yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense, man. Well, you know, you were born an original. Don't die a copy. Ooh, dang! I like that. <laughs> can I can I tweet that? Oh yeah, I've tweet. Yeah, I've I've said that before. It's a, it's a book. Um, a very uh, actually not well-known book my dad gave me it's a little thin like read every day with some nuggets but that's that's one of the messages in there i like it retweeting um, that was back in like written back in like the 80s I actually like, had to, like also old school you know i was talking to my father-in-law last night at easter uh easter dinner and let me find this i thought this was we were talking about different stuff, and I, I won't go into it, but you're, you're sharing favorite quotes. I'm sharing this one with you, too. I was like, wow, that's nails. It says, um, ah, dog it, where is it? Hold on one second. It's a Voltaire quote, and it says, those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. Oh, I thought that that's was, the truth. I thought that was, thought that was bullseye. That's timely. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, what, what one other thing I would say on that? I mean, actually, and this is I would tell you if you were being over, you know, out of line. But I would say your newsletters because you you put you as you were 
telling people to share. You're like, yeah, don't share with people who'll be offended. Honestly, audience message us if I'm wrong, but I don't, in all of your newsletters, I mean, did you say some swear words, some, some bad words? Sure. But I mean, you didn't say anything offensive in the newsletters that I saw. Um, so, I mean, I'd go share that thing with anybody if I was yeah, an agent. I, I mean, I yeah, I, I mean, and truth be told, I think, yeah, like you said, I think it was more of an anonymous situation that LinkedIn doesn't like, you know, um, but hey, that's why it's kind of a boring platform, right? Yeah, well, I think, you know, a lot of the reason we have such feedback on this stuff is because, I mean, in, the insurance industry is pretty boring, too. Yeah. So you take insurance, you mix it with a bunch of, you know, the great hairs the great the gray hairs with suits and ties and those personalities combined with linkedin as a platform and i mean you've got <laughs> you've got a pretty boring uh yeah paint drying yeah that's rough so i think that's why max has you know mixed it up a little bit um well and you know i think it's good to remind people if, if you're still listening at this point since we've provided no value to you at this point besides maybe a little humor um yeah. You started this thing, you know, you roped me in for a couple of weeks to the podcast, right? People assumed that you were me and that we've obviously made that clear. That's not the case. And we're talking about the max revenue alias on uh, on LinkedIn here. Uh, but you started it because you felt like you couldn't say things that you really wanted to say under the guise of the pressure from the agency you worked under, right? Because a lot of these agencies in the financial sector, which insurance falls under, just have this very, you know, do this, this, don't step outside these lines kind of thing. And if you do, hey, we don't like that. You're going to get your hand slapped. So that was the whole genesis of, I think, the max Rebel revenue alias. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, and, you know, that's, yeah, that's really how no, I mean, that's, that's absolutely right. And then if I'm being completely honest, you know, kind of the only two reasons why, well, there's three reasons why, honestly, that it's still anonymous. Uh, number one, Someone I, don't told want, you to be. I don't want any blowback. Um, you know, if I say, like, I used an offensive word, um, and I don't want any blowback to my current employer, right? So like, I don't want he, cause he, he doesn't need, all he cares about is like bring in revenue. You know, last thing I need is somebody like sending him some handwritten letter talking about one of his agents saying something that was offensive. Like, I just don't, I, I don't want to loop them in on anything. Number two, yeah. it's just, it has become taken a life of its own. People have enjoyed it. And like I put out a poll on Twitter and like 70% of people said, nah, dude, just stay anonymous. It's more fun that way. Um, and then number three, there's a, I mean, I've talked to you about it. There's a, there's some imposter syndrome, right? So, so when I talk about, you know, when I eventually, whatever, come out, come out of the closet. Is that, is that, is that what you would say? Yeah, I think that's the, the when way I'm, to put it. When I'm, yeah, when I come out of the closet, um, you know, I'm I'm not the agent who's built a million dollar book. I I'm five years in. I struggled for the first three and a half, four years. It's only within the last year to eighteen months that I've figured well, I say figured, have started to figure this thing out. And so, you know, when I write or when we talk, I speak a lot in hyperbole about things you should do or shouldn't do or 
tips and and 99% of that is me speaking to myself because it's me reminding myself of what I need to be doing. You know, it's like when I'm when I put something out that's like hammering about the importance of cold calls, it's because I was chicken shit that morning and didn't get it done and got distracted. Right. So that's I'm talking to myself. It's almost like, you know, like we read that book future self now or whatever it's me in the future telling myself now to get your shit together and so but i can't relay that in every post so you just have to speak from a pedestal and in speak absolutes and in hyperbole but 99 percent of that like i said is is me speaking to myself well you know it's funny and you know you listen to like let's say you listen to alex hormozzi or any thought leader right that's dustin welsh or whoever it's funny you start to read their their books anyways or their content or their videos and what i realize it's a lot of the stuff that i've even said in my own post for the last five years um maybe but they package it differently right they say it in a way that's very effective and they communicate it effectively and clearly it, it grabs people's attention so i think uh you know as a society if you're out there and you're reading you're absorbing content this is kind of a good lesson is like that's how you become a better communicator more interesting is you, you you're taking ideas from others and you're adding your own perspective on it and sharing it with other people so to anyone who has imposter syndrome you know i think this thought can kind of help you get out of it is like go look what anybody says if you go i i guarantee it's probably not original you know i'm not saying they copied other people but they took it bits and pieces or it's already been said by another person i mean there's seven billion people out there so just because max hasn't built a million dollar book and hey at least he's not BSing you and try to say, hey, I, I've done all this and blah, blah, blah. Like he's being real with you. He's building it. We're in the trenches. I'm rebuilding. I've built, but I, I still, hey, I, I'm not the greatest producer in the world. And I've said that too. Like there's, I got my own agency that's 5X what I am. Right. But I think what we both strive to do is take things from other people and put it in a, you know, interesting, communicated in an interesting way that people hopefully can resonate with and, and it helps you guys your listeners improve that's the ultimate goal so yeah i guess we'll, we'll let the market speak right if people keep giving us good feedback then we'll keep doing what we're doing yeah so anyways i yeah i'm, I'm with you 100 it's um you know <laughs> i told you this it i was looking at it and i was like okay they killed me on friday <laughs> newsletter goes out Sunday. That's three days. It's also Easter weekend. And I was like, there's an angle here, but goodness gracious, I'm not going to take it. <laughs> that is a, that is a step too far. What did I say? A bridge too far. I was like, yeah, that analogy is a little too much for me. I, I think I'm just going to put that yeah. one over here to the side. <laughs> That's a bridge, a bridge to blasphemy. Oh my gosh. I was like, it's so it's super ironic, but I was like, yeah, that's too much. Yeah. yeah. So, and you know, just so you guys all listening know, Max and I don't agree on everything either. So like, you know, actually Max and I talked about the post that we think got flagged in a specific word. And I think we disagree on that. We're not going to get into this, you know, specific word, but we disagree on if it's appropriate or not, you know, and that's fine. It's, it's America. It's free speech. Right. Um, Is but, it? Yeah. I don't know. So, so anyone listening, it's not like, Max and I are one. We all agree on everything, which I think makes our content interesting too. Because I've seen some posts, and I'm like, eh, I don't really like that. I'm not gonna like it. <laughs> it's like I have some stuff. You're probably like, that's lame. That's cheesy. You, you don't like some of the posts? 
I don't oh, think I've liked every one of your posts. No, yeah, you yeah. haven't. You haven't. No. But if I genuinely, I, and I'm that way with anyone I follow. I mean, shoot. It's like, why just because someone posts something, they're not going to like it, you know, or says something, I'm not going to agree with it. And I, but I think that's, that's good. We could have healthy discussions around like, hey, I disagree. I agree. Here's why. And even if you still agree to disagree, that's cool. That's, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Uh, we've had some people go back and forth on our, on your, on your post, you know, the cold, the B O R A O R, uh, not the pronouns, but just like the process of winning business that way. And they're like, I disagree with you. It's like, and I think what we've said before is that when you're, when you're messaging things on in, in a short bit, 150 characters, whatever you're going to, you can't, you can't appeal to everyone, right? You're going to say some things that you got to go get off the fence or you got to go this way or that way. It doesn't mean you, but it doesn't mean there's not nuance to everything we're talking about here. Um, so. Right, there's always nuance. I don't remember who it was, but uh, one of these, you know, like the early internet entrepreneur bloggers or whatever, at the end of every post used to put this acronym, and I don't know what the acronym is because I'm not smart to think that fast, but it's basically like, of course, there are always exceptions. O-T-A-E. Yeah, something like that. Because basically, like, he would say one thing, and then someone would be like, oh, what about this? And it's like, well, of course, like there's nuance to this, but I have to, I have to write it in a pithy, you know, like grab you by the short hairs yeah. kind of thing. Because if you, if you sit there and you provide context for everything and you qualify it and it's, it's it becomes boring or like, and you're not going to even post it. You're not going to even, post right. it. that's it. This is a great, this is a great lesson actually for you agents who want to get more active on, uh, we, we haven't even talked about a LinkedIn strategy, right? Or a social media strategy. Well, why I think don't that's we do a good that? Topic. Yeah. Let's just do that then. Sure. Yes. This has just popped up organically, <laughs> but I think, so yeah, what we were saying is if you just try to be safe and this doesn't mean you have to be offensive, but if you try to be safe, even with your prospects, like if you, if you put a post out there that says, um, yeah, you should never quote, but this, but that, but that, but, and th Hey, your prospect's not reading that post. No one's engaging with it. It just becomes like, eh. you, you got to kind of say something bold. It doesn't mean you say something ludicrous, but Hey, I'm taking my stance. This is what, and then guess what? Hopefully people are smart enough to realize that your main goal of social media is to grab attention, right? To get, to, to, to get attention. I mean, that's really what it is to connect and to get attention and, and to do that, like Max, you do it perfectly. You know, I'm not great at it, but, um, I think we're both, okay. I'm okay. You're great at it. I would say you're really good. Um, you gotta be decisive on your stuff. If you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. Yep. I so like strategy. So a couple things. Number one, I do not think, and time may prove me wrong, but I do not think LinkedIn is a great short-term strategy for prospecting. I think it is a, it is more of a business card. So it is you make a cold call, you go meet with somebody, you cold email somebody, they then may go vet you on LinkedIn to put a face with you or who is this guy or what's his experience of this, that, and other. I think of LinkedIn as a business card, okay? It's someone where they can go and kind of vet you out. I don't think it's a great place for prospecting in the short term, okay? Obviously, there's an exception to that. Long-term, I think it makes sense from a personal branding standpoint. Like, how can you become the quote-unquote thought leader in a vertical? 
or at least be ancillary to adjacent to a vertical. So let's say I'm a CPA. I don't think anyone, or at least I, have never hired a C my CPA <laughs> based off of their LinkedIn posts. Because frankly, I don't want to read about that stuff. Like it is not interesting to me. However, if you are a CPA and you're constantly engaging in the, you know, some group on LinkedIn for dermatologists, then yes, over time you build rapport, you build trust, like that totally makes sense. You're putting stuff up every day about, you know, accounting for dermatology practices. It's it's going to slowly build over time. One like turns into two likes, turns into five likes. Over time, you've created this body of work. Now when somebody comes back to vet you out because they got a call from you, they look and see that all you have talked about for the last year is accounting for dermatology firms. Boom, instant credibility. <laughs> that instant credibility took two years, but in the moment, it's instant credibility with the prospect. So that's how I look at it for producers. You're not going to get a ton of engagement um, if you're talking about you know, action over exclusions for contractors, whatever. But over time, you will build authority in retrospect as people come back and look at you. It's just like, it's like a blog or like a website. It's going to, but you're doing it in public, which I think adds more credibility. Anybody can go and write an article every day on a blog. But when you do it in public, you do it on a, on social media, that's, that's how I think it works. So I don't, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I, I agree with a lot of that. Um, so you mentioned a, not a great short-term strategy. hundred percent agree. Um, you know, I, I've been doing it for five years and I get asked the question all the time. How, how, you must be crushing it with LinkedIn. No, not really. If I, if I was depending on LinkedIn to feed my family, we'd all be starved to death. Um, I didn't get my first deals from LinkedIn until last year. So about four years in five years, maybe last year was the fifth year. This year was maybe the sixth year. And I didn't really start getting consistent on a weekly base, daily basis until about eight, nine months ago. Before that, I was maybe a one to two times a week for the first three, four years, which, which I should have done. I should have amped it up quicker back then. Um, but I wholeheartedly agree with you or, and I also wholeheartedly agree with you on your second point, which is long-term. Because I think more and more buyers of insurance are going to be using social media, LinkedIn in particular, just to hang out, to check it out. They're not going to spend as much time maybe as they would on a Twitter, Facebook, whatever. But I've seen it. I have seen in 2018 from now when I've been really active on LinkedIn in those last five years, there's so many more construction companies on there, right? For example, that's the niche I'm in. Posting stuff, bringing about their company. Guess what, guys? You have opportunities to engage with these folks too. This is relationship building. I, I hate networking. I hate it. I, I don't even, I haven't belonged to one association. I built a million dollar book without belonging to one association, going to, going to very few events, um, getting very few referrals. I know it's not the best way to do it possibly, but that's just, I just don't like doing all that stuff. Right. I like calling people directly, being real about what I can do and how I can help. And I think LinkedIn, you can integrate that. Right. I know people get, oh, you connected with this person. You didn't even know who cares, who cares? I see you. I think I can help you. I'm going to connect with you. Oh, I sent you a message. Who cares? <laughs> if I were to say, uh, hey, Bob, I see your construction company. I just helped 
you know, 10 other construction companies save X and on their insurance. You want to chat? If the guy says no, who cares? Right. It's kind of like the Alex Hermosi thing, which is like, and, <laughs> and like, who cares guys. Right. So get on LinkedIn, get active on it. You have to be, I see some, I see, now I've seen a lot of agents get on there. Right. I've been telling wholesale broker buddies of mine, you got to get on there because agents are on there all the time. But I see these people post like a really good post and they die off. Right. So that's the other thing. You got to be consistent with this stuff. And that's where that long-term strategy comes in. Like you don't just build that authority overnight over five posts in a year. You got to be posting. It doesn't have to be daily, but it really should be, but, or five times a week, I would say, but um, at least once a week to, to start to create some regular, there's so many different moving parts and posts and people on LinkedIn that you'll just get lost in the shuffle if you're posting once a year um, and no one's going to remember you. And I would add, I finally did have some financial success with, with LinkedIn. Um, one, I think it helped with my book sales. I know it did, right? Because that's the only medium I use and I've sold over 300 copies now. Um, and what's the nothing. name of that book for everyone who's listening for the first time? The Business Insurance Playbook, written nice. for buyers of insurance. But if you integrate it and, and work it into your your angle um, of selling, it'll help you. So, um, but no, I mean, last year I wrote really three accounts, I would say directly tied to LinkedIn. Um, and I would say a, a fourth was an old client who found me. And I never, I haven't talked to her in years. Like it's probably been four years. She left companies. I left. She found me on LinkedIn probably because I'm posting and it, it was a $100,000 uh, account. So, you know, I, if I never had LinkedIn, she wasn't finding me. Or if I wasn't even active on there, she might have never found me. But yeah. Yep. So that's, well, that's kind of my thoughts on that. I'm going to disagree uh, on one thing you said, and that's on the frequency. Okay. These platforms, they reward, the algorithms reward daily activity. So seven days a week, too much. But if you're going to do it, do five days a week, do Monday through Friday. They yeah. reward activity. Even if you're only just replying to other people's stuff, you, you, you got to do it Monday through Friday. So this is, I'm going to tell you how I set up our content. And then I'm going to tell you a $150 course that you can go buy that will give you basically my framework because I stole it from them and how to do it. Okay. It's going to give you all the bells and whistles. It's going to show you everything. So this is basically what it is. I get up in the morning before the kids get up. I have my coffee and I write a post or I publish a post. I probably wrote it the night before while I'm laying in bed after the kids went down. I've been doing this for probably 10 years. I've had some other internet stuff accounts that I've grown pretty big. And so this isn't my first rodeo, but when I started doing this with Max Revenue, I just had brought, brought that over. I write the post every night before I go to bed or I write it while I'm having my coffee in the morning. Then you hit, you hit publish. I, I do not go straight to LinkedIn. I use an app called Buffer, okay? And it allows that post to go out but I'm not going to get sucked into that social media vortex and start my day like that because once once you get sucked into that vortex, it's hard to pull out. So put it on buffer, hit publish, it goes out. Then at the end of my day, again, when I'm laying in bed or whatever, then I'll go on and, and engage, reply to stuff, talk to other people, respond to comments in the post. That's it. Max of 10 minutes a day. Sometimes I might fart around with it at lunch while I'm eating lunch, but that's it. So what I don't recommend doing 
is starting your day off with it and then getting stuck in there. And then you look up, it's lunch and all you've done is fart around on LinkedIn. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. And then I have an hour or two every day that I have blocked out for the newsletter. And it's penciled into my day. On Monday afternoons, I write it. And then on Saturday or Sunday evening, I edit it and I hit publish. That's it. Everything with Max Revenue. Well, and then we do this every Monday at nine. We record this podcast. But everything with Max Revenue is, is a max, no pun intended, of two hours a week. So don't let the content... Uh, if you time block it correctly, you can, you can put out a post every day without it taking up your time. You know, we're big fans of focus and efficiency and staying on course and that's prospecting and taking care of your clients. So you can do this without getting lost in social media. Okay. Comma the course, if you want to get good at content on LinkedIn specifically, look up Justin Welsh on LinkedIn. He has two courses. One is the LinkedIn operating system. And number two, I think he calls the content operating system, which is basically this framework. It's how to come up with ideas, how to write it, you know, how to publish all these different things. It's 150 bucks. If you're looking to get started on LinkedIn, I think the content operating system is the way to go. So boom, yeah. do that. And and I think that's, that leads to another question is, well, what, how do I think of ideas, right? Like, uh, there's only so many different things I can talk about because here's the other thing, insurance agents, you don't want to just, you're trying to message, create messaging towards your target audience, right? Which is ultimately a CFO business owner, whatever, maybe referral partners, but it don't get stuck in the trap of everything has to be just about that as well. Like what, what helped free me personally a lot is getting outside of that. And like, there's a day where I want to post something personal, I'll do it. Right. Um, and also be like the whole LinkedIn versus Facebook thing too. Like, as long as majority of your stuff is within your niche, you know, 60, 70%, you're going to be fine. You can people and people like, I think it's still your personal brand. So people are going to want to see your personality mixed in with it. You know, um, that's how, again, if you're using it as a prospecting tool, guess what? I've had, you know, prospects, business owners, most of the stuff they like for me is my personal stuff that I'll post, you know, and not even the insurance related stuff, but I know they see it because they'll tell me. So, um, and I think also another thing that freed up me was uh so yeah i'm insurance but then i also thought okay well leadership topics motivational topics that still appeals to business owners right so don't get so trapped and i gotta talk about co-insurance 50 different ways no i barely talk about bait tech technological side of insurance i'll try to sprinkle it in with a story so it's about stories it's about like interesting stuff that's going to resonate with people online in this platform um, because people aren't going to sit there and spend 20 minutes reading about co-insurance. It's just not going to happen. Now, insurance agents will, but you're not trying to sell to insurance agents. Unless you're a wholesale broker listening to this, go do that. Or an underwriter, which I know we have listeners that are that. Go do that, right? That's all. I, I, I engage in that stuff on, on LinkedIn. I find it interesting because I'm always trying to learn. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Didn't know that. But a business owner is never going to do that um, unless unless they're in the, you know, that one-off scenario where they have a a claim for this one thing and you happen to write about it, but that's so few and far between. The other thing is, and I'll wrap this up on my end is there's a lot of different ways you can say the same thing. And when I thought of that, I used to ha I used to get stuck in this trap, Max, where it was like, I would, I would sit there. I'm like, well, I've posted about that already five, uh, five years ago, post about this three years ago. It's like, dude, nobody remembers it. Like, you might remember, yeah. but nobody remembers you posted that. And guess what? You said it this way. You can say it this way. Now you've changed. You're different or you've had this experience. So. Yeah, 100%. No, you'll realize as you start posting, 
couple of things. Number one, 75% of your audience never even see saw your post from three days ago, right? So you, you can literally say the same thing a hundred different ways. And that's one of the things that you'll learn in that course if you go take it, is there's all these different angles. There's all these different ways <clears throat> to say the same thing a thousand different ways. You're gonna have the same five to 10 pillar pieces of content and then you're just going to say it a thousand different ways from this angle, from that angle, you controversial away, a, you know, a 101 way, a listicle there. Like you can do it like every, the, every single post I put up, it's like five things. It's going to be productivity. It's going to be BOR versus quoting. It's going to be, you know, focus, keep first things first. What, you know, it's like, it's all the same stuff. You just say it a hundred different ways. At the end of the day, content is just dopamine, right? You're just, you're a dopamine dealer and you're putting stuff out there that people want to read. And how can you say it that either is like motivates them, educates them or entertains them. And that's it. That's yep. the only three things you're trying to do. Uh, the other thing that I was going to say off of well, two things. Number one, pick one avatar. Who is your ideal client? And, and and everything you write is to them. You don't say we, you say you. You write it to one person. So when I'm writing as Max Revenue, I am writing, my avatar is the guy who's two years in, who has only written 50 to 75 in revenue, and is like, how in the hell do I get to validation? This is really hard. You know why? Because that was me two years ago, right? I know what it feels like to be there. I know the pain. I, I like I can write to that guy because I literally was that guy. And frankly, I'm that guy again right now because I'm, you know, changed agencies and starting over. So write to one avatar and this write to the same avatar every single time. It doesn't mean that, you know, Gary, who's had 10 years, isn't going to relate to that because you know what? You might find him. He, he's going to relate to that because he used to be there. Right. But you can only write to one person. So pick one avatar. And then the second thing I was going to say was you talking about storytelling. Everything is storytelling, right? Even if you're just doing short, pithy stuff. I, I read a stat the other day that was like 75% uh, of – so this is uh, first meetings. So let's say you have a first meeting with a client. Like 75% of those meetings, the, the person remembers uh, the story that was told, but only 10% remember like statistics. So we're, we're, we're human beings, everything you, that we know, wisdom, knowledge, it's all passed through storytelling and has throughout the ages. And we're hardwired to take lessons from stories. Micah, you do a great job of this. You take, you know, complex insurance topics, boil it down to first principles and then wrap a story around it. And that's why you have the amount of followers that you have. So don't get lost in the weeds. Um, tell a story and boil boil what you're trying to say down to the basic parts so anyways i you know i don't know if you have anything else to say but i'd say you know we actually brought this thing home pretty good and provided some value on the back end after the max revenue story <laughs> yeah man we gotta we gotta make people wait for it a little bit right yep. you guys gotta be patient you gotta be yeah. patient the gold <laughs> the gold is at the end <laughs> yep anything else you want to add before we cut this thing off no i think um I think we got it right. I think uh, LinkedIn. I th I think to to sum it all up, start getting on LinkedIn, get active, 
you're going to suck at first. Maybe go by Justin Welsh's course. You will get better. Be cons- like anything, be consistent with it and just you and don't bank on it to the right business with right now. It's a side thing. And I think it's going to keep growing and growing as more CFOs, buyers of insurance get on LinkedIn. Um, and you're going to build relationships as well with other carrier partners and other people learn about different technologies, et cetera, in the industry that will help you. So just get in it, get active. If you want to see more from Max or I on this, we maybe that's a good, good idea for a future product or something, Max, because uh, we could kind of make it insurance specific. Um, and I know a lot of people have questions on LinkedIn content. So that's a great idea. That's a great, great idea. Um, so I guess to wrap this thing up, go, we're on YouTube. We're on, obviously you're listening to us on either Spotify or Apple. If you, if you haven't subscribed, just smash the subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. And then my one ask, I've never asked you for anything. I've sold you nothing. If you please subscribe to the newsletter. And if you are a subscriber, go look at the last week's or this week's whatever newsletter. At the very bottom, you're going to see a, uh, uh, the headline that says share the max revenue letter. Right. And then you're going to see a little black button that says uh, click to share. I've given you a unique referral link. Share it with anybody in your office or other producers, you know, after you get 10 referrals, I'm going to sling you some merch. It's, you know, our gentleman's agreement. We don't make any money off of this, at least not yet. This is all I'm asking. I'm asking you to refer me your business just like you do with insurance. Um, so yeah, I guess with that, let's call it a day. Hasta luego. All right. Adios, everybody.